Tracy Smothers, Harley Race, Tim Storm, Bushwhacker Luke, Bobby Fulton. The Pro, Pro Wrestling Vault, Volume one. 1, Bill Dundee, Super Mex Hernandez, C.W. Anderson, Ricky Morton, Sir Moe, and many others share their stories of determination, triumph, and, and sorrow. sorrow. Get your book today at Russellville.com or at Amazon.com. Russellville, Wrestling PWZ Podcast with Rick Del Santo. For all your wrestling reviews, interviews, and news, Rick covers the United Wrestling Network, the NWA, and the Northeast region of the United States Independence. PWZ, 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 you in the zone. This is Gringo Loco, the bass god, and I am calling from Chicago, Illinois, telling you to listen to the Wrestleville podcast. And if you don't, I'm coming after you and I'm coming after your mama. One love, bass god, Gringo Loco. You're listening to the Wrestleville podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and tonight's guest is Gringo Loco professional wrestler and luchador from chicago illinois how are you doing sir hey man how you doing pleasure having me thank you hey thank you i i know you i know you've been busy i know you've had a busy schedule and and thank you for taking the time to uh you know let me talk to you and uh get to know you a little bit i've been uh you've been kind of popping on my radar a little bit and i've been seeing i got to see you in a uh, a live show and i've been watching some of your videos uh on youtube and uh i find you very fascinating and i can see uh why you're creating uh quite the buzz and talk to us a little bit about what's been going on with you it's been one hell of a ride, man. This this wave that I'm on recently is uh, nothing but a blur. You know, I wouldn't change it for the world, but it's it's getting pretty taxing, man, trying to find this bed after all these matches and your body's hurting and you just want to get home. It's been pretty damn crazy. And you've been doing this for 22 years. When would you say that maybe the momentum, the momentum started picking up for you? When I started dabbling in the GCW pool is when it really started picking up for me in New Orleans. It was spring break, too. I'm really glad that I took that date because Ridge was not going to be in New Orleans that day. And it really was, you know, pardon the pun, but it it really was game changing in my career. You know, a lot of doors started opening up fairly easily, actually. Um, There was a lot of eyes on that product that night, and it really kind of bled everything else that happened afterwards, you know. MLW, you know, getting regularly flown places for the last couple of years. So uh, very happy to be on this ride. Talk to me a little bit about GCW. And, you know, over the last few years, they've really made quite the, um, I guess, impact on the the mainstream audience. Uh, I would say that they were kind of a sleeper promotion where you saw them they were out there and then one day you kind of realized how big they were did you kind of did you kind of see it that way as well 
Yeah, I think it's it's all owed to the GCW fan base and how passionate they really are. You know, there's groups of GCW fans that travel to, you know, all of these cities that GCW is hitting. And then, you know, word of mouth definitely travels pretty far with social media and however else they're getting their name out there. But word travels fast and everybody wants to be part of GCW in every city that we're in. So I think that the talent and the fan base is what's making this work. We bring, you know, pure wrestling, hardcore wrestling, Lucha Libre, you know, everything that you can imagine. It's an entire buffet, every single show. And there's full chapters and stories. And it's just just so much going on that you can't help but love GCW. And do you think as a, as a performer, as a wrestler on that show, that's maybe one of the things that attracts the talent? Well, I know that when I wasn't full-time in GCW, that is what I wanted to be. I wanted to be full-time GCW when I would get like these little shots, you know, here and there when they were around Chicago or get flown here, maybe close to Nashville or something. I would get that shot of GCW into the vein and then I would have to wait on the sidelines until, you know, the promoter thought I was ready, Brett Lauderdale. So all I've ever really wanted for the last couple of years was exactly what I have now is just full-time GCW and killing it with like the top luchadors in the world. I mean, per se, I mean, Bandito, you know, top of the world, Laredo kid, multi-time champion in AAA, Flamita. I mean, just the list goes on and on with the talent that Brett Lauderdale brings in. And you mentioned the variety of style of matches, you know, the, the death matches, the hardcore, the luchador, the classic wrestling, you know, there, there is actually something in there for, for everyone. And do you think that like the fans that come out for the hardcore or the death match, you think they're just, are, are they, are they just waiting for the other styles of matches to end so they can get what they want? Or are they finding, I guess, entertainment in the, in those different styles? I think, I mean, if you're a casual fan or a hardcore fan, regardless, when the Lucha Libre, you know, match starts, you can't help but be in awe at some of the things that we're performing. You could be a hardcore fan, but if you saw my show during Dallas, there was some incredible athleticism that was being performed. And I know that we made brand new fans uh, in Dallas this year. So I, I don't think they're waiting. I mean, some people might be impatient, but all the other stuff that's on GCW shows, are, are, are catering to other people, but I'm, I'm guaranteeing that, you know, there's going to be some crossover fans, you know, becoming Lucha Libre fans, maybe Lucha Libre fans becoming fans of Deathmatch or, you know, strong style or, you know, chain wrestling to the mat, mat wrestling that uh, like Davey Richards style, you know, like <clears throat> fans are easily converted, man. I think that with the GCW, that's a, it's a for sure possibility that could happen in a show if you go to it. How did you get involved in Lucha Libre? Being born in Chicago, living here in the United States, how did you discover that style of wrestling? Who introduced it to you and why did you want to pursue it? Uh, so I was introduced to Lucha Libre in Chicago, actually. Uh, I was tumbling on a, uh, <clears throat> what do you call it? Like a uh, tumbling blue floor, you know, like at a gymnastics place. And a guy came in and he saw us wrestling and he was like, yeah, you guys are pretty good. You should come to our gym. And we had never been in a wrestling ring before. And uh, we went the next day. And I'll never forget, I saw the ring. They allowed me to enter it. And I never looked back. Um, some of the craziest training that I've ever had happened during those years. It was my initial 
breaking into the business, if you will. But yeah, there was a, a discreet secret Lucha Libre gym here in Chicago for the longest time for years. And I was a part of it from day one. So it really is deep rooted in my career. Uh, and that, I, you know, my goal has always been, I want to be authentic and as fluid of a luchador that I could possibly be. And every show I climb another rung on the ladder in my quest to be that. Yeah, I definitely will give you all the points that you deserve for, for your athletic ability. You know, you're, you're not a small guy. Um, you're well over 200 pounds. Uh, are you 250? Are you 240? No, no, no. I'm nowhere near that, man. I'm about 215 now. I've dropped a bunch of okay. weight since COVID. I was but, getting up to 242, and that was my heaviest. But, you know, I mean, we were sitting around eating, all of us. You know what I mean? So it was nobody's fault. and All the gyms were closed. But thankfully, we bounced back. And I think we bounced back better than ever. So that's a positive. Well, your ability to move around in the ring and uh, the agility that you demonstrate for for a guy your size, even being well over 200 pounds, uh, it, it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, how long? Well, I'm sure you've been training since you you got into the ring, right? When you were were young, uh, the first time that you found that gym. But I mean, you. What do you do to stay in that athletic shape that to be able to do what you do? Yeah. So my, my entire career has always had a lining of constant training behind it. Uh, you know, for years and years, I've been training maybe twice, sometimes three times a week uh, somewhere, you know, if it was an American gym or a Lucha Libre gym here in Chicago, or I lived in Mexico city and we did that for a bunch of years. It's always been a constant in my life. So I'm, I'm very comfortable in the ring doing what I do because I've been doing it for so long. So it makes sense that, you know, the people are, are seeing the fluidity convey to the audience and they're, they're understanding that it doesn't, it definitely doesn't look easy, but it's so second nature to me. So it's pretty easy for me to, to take, to pull some of this stuff off, but it, you know, I have so much more that I, I I'm left cooking on the stove right now. I just need to, debut it at some point i just got to get the, the confidence to do it like right now I'm, I'm pretty for myself in my opinion pretty basic i have a lot of other complicated stuff i can do but i'm just waiting on the right moment to debut it you said uh you wrestled in mexico how how long of a period of time did you stay in mexico so four years total two years without coming back to the states so i really you know, pushed the gas pedal and, and told myself, let's do the Mexico City thing to the fullest. Let's learn the language. Let's learn the culture. Let's learn the Lucha Libre style fully. And I accomplished that, you know, once I felt I got to a certain level where I felt like I achieved what I wanted, I came back to the States, took some time off and then came straight back. Uh, I owe everything, all this entire comeback of the last five years, I owe to uh, DJZ, Walking Wild and NXT. Uh, he was the one that, you know, we we saw each other. We'd always cross paths, but never said hello. So then we worked each other at a festival in Chicago. And I had forgotten that I love wrestling. So he was telling me that, you know, you're really good. You stay in or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So it took a couple of years of like beating me down in the head with a hammer saying, you're good, you're good, you should stay in. And thankfully, like it finally broke through and got to me and said, okay, I'm going to try this wrestling thing one more time. So uh, very thankful that I went through that and then I got through it and uh, just seeing everything that's exploded with GCW and for me to be a part of it. It's like, it really was destiny, man. 
listening to you, it would sound like, you know, this is, this is every wrestler's dream, right? To, to, to find a place to, a place that they respect you or they're, they're putting you on your, on your shows, you're being accepted by the fans. And right. yeah, absolutely. You know, the schedule might be grueling, but I mean, this is, this is probably what you've hoped for, for, for years, right? I, I would say the entire 20 year career. I'm in the moment that I've always dreamed of right now. Um, it's coast to coast every weekend where the, it's, I mean, you could be coast to coast every weekend and like have the fans kind of sort of into you, but everywhere that I'm going, they're like really into it. They know who I am. They respect what I've done. It really is a culmination of, of all the hard work over all these years of just trying and suffering on these roads, man. Like, I don't know. I'm just so appreciative for everything that's happening. And I'm happy to be on the ride, to be honest. You know, this comes up a, a lot of the times in my conversations when I'm talking to wrestlers is, you know, when you're when you're going through the motions, you know, you don't always see, you know, all the things that you've accomplished. Right. But now that you're 22 years in and you can look at it, you think, wow, man, it took me this long to, to get here. And, and, you know, I've interviewed a lot of wrestlers, some guys that have been wrestling 15 and 20 years, 25 years, and, and never experienced what you're experiencing. I, you know, I, I'll be honest, like, and I don't want to get caught up in the blur and then look back at it and say, Oh, wow, that really was cool. I'm definitely taking moments while at the airport and looking at the clips from the previous night to really essentially stop and smell the roses, man. Like, I don't want this to be a blur and forgotten about, you know, um, I think that to enjoy the boom while it's happening is so much more precious than looking back at it, you know, after the fact. So, you know, I'm, I'm really just taking it and tried uh, just trying my best to, to stay ahead of everything, to stay healthy. You know, that's number one goal to stay healthy and try to hit all these dates. But uh, yeah, really this, this right now, if it ended right now, it, it, the dream came true. Like, you know, we're on fight TV, which is essentially television uh, in front of, you know, Hammerstein ballroom, Texas crowds that are hot as hell. Like, you know, LA just, there's the list is never ending like Atlantic city. You know, I come out and they're, they're just super into the, the gringo entrance. And it's like, it's like, it, it, as Effie always says, he's like, let's go, baby. This is it. This is our time. He tells me every time I see him in the locker room and he's so right. Love that guy. And you know, when you, when, when you watch wrestling, you know, I think the, the ones that I like or the wrestlers that I like to watch are the ones that are kind of unique and stand out, you know, and today you've, you know, I've been watching wrestling for 40 years. So, you know, it's easy for me to watch people of today and say, Oh, you know, it looks like they're picking up so-and-so's gimmick or they're, you know, why don't they be original or, you know, you see a lot of, I guess, copycat, you know? Yeah, of course. But, but for you, I mean, man, do you stand out like a sore thumb or what? So Brett Lauderdale tells me all the time, like, you know, he's like, you know, I'm booking you for a reason. You're in such a unique position in wrestling that you're a white American authentic luchador that could move and has a skill set that nobody else does. And when he says that, it really makes you think about what it took to get 
to that point for a promoter as prominent as Brett Lauderdale is to think that about you. But again, I've been doing this for so long and I've, I've always wanted to stand out and stuff, but like the right people are taking notice now. So it, it's like, again, it's just a testament to all the hard work and dedication of just, you know, wanting to be different all the time. Like I always wanted to be Lucha Libre on, on the American shows when I first broke into American wrestling, because I thought it was different. You know, I've always tried to stand out and now the right people are, are on my side. So yeah, I, I can't be any more appreciative. What do you, what do you think it is about the luchador style? Because by growing up, I, I liked wrestling. My brother did not like wrestling, but if he found out Mil Mascaris was on the car, he was there. Yeah, I think it's the mystique, right? Like the mysterious uh, culture of the masks and the capes and the, the flashy outfits. And like, there's a lot that goes into our looks. Like, it's not just, you know, I'm not talking bad about anyone, but it's not just black trunks, black boots, shoulder tackles and headlock takedowns. Like we're, we're really intricate and, and creative in everything that we do down to the, the outfits, the, the way we do matches, the things that we can pull off. I think that element of, of difference makes everything stand out. You know, I mean, um, a lot of guys are generic, man. Let's be honest. You know, a lot of guys are going to fade into the darkness pretty easily because they're cookie cutter wrestlers. But with luchadors, with the flashy outfits, you have more of a potential to remember them as opposed to not. Right. And then, and then somebody like you, like, I, you know, where you stand out in a, in a very positive way, people see you and they remember you. I think that's, that's always been my goal. You know, I don't want to go out there and look generic. I want to go out there and be like, okay, that's a big dude. We remember his outfit. It looks crazy. But then after the match and all the stuff that, you know, I'm able to pull off, it's definitely memorable. And I think that's the key to this entire professional wrestling game is to stand out and be remembered. You know, with the, uh, the, the rise of GCW, do you think the sky is the limit for that company? I mean, they're they're going pretty good. Kind of, you know, kind of like punk rock music, right? I mean, they'd be like the punk rock of wrestling, wouldn't you say? I would definitely say so. The following is very cult. I used to watch my idols wrestle at Hammerstein Ballroom. And then so many years later, I'm in the same arena performing Lucha Libre, what is what influenced my entire career, dreams come true. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and how exciting it is, right? For someone who uh, grew up in Chicago, discovered Lucha Libre wrestling and decided he wanted to do it. And here you are 22 years later. Pretty incredible, man. I, uh, I'm on this train until the wheels fall off. <laughs> Where can fans find you on social media? Oh, it's uh, Twitter. Twitter is uh, Gringo Loco OG. And then the Instagram is I am Base God with underscores in between the words. It's where you can find me. You can find my merch. You can find all the good dates that it's coming up. And uh, yeah, it should be fun. And if somebody wants to uh, look at your work, some of your, your matches, is there any particular match that if, if I say, hey, you know, which one should I watch? What would you tell? fans definitely the first hammerstein show of gcw that was a, a six-pack challenge uh what's well, it it's a six-man three-on-three lucha libre extravaganza in the hammerstein ballroom in new york that's definitely the one i would send them to 
Gringo, it has been uh, just a, a treat talking to you. Thank you for taking the time. I know you're super busy, man, and I really do appreciate you uh, making this happen. No problem, man. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you for having me. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives. Remember Lance Von Erich from World Class Championship Wrestling? Read all about his career in Portland, in Dallas, and overseas in his book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read passages by Dusty Wolf, David Manning, and Kevin Von Erich. 25 chapters in all. You'll be surprised by what you read. Get your book on Amazon. Ring the bell. Listen to J.D. Barris and Logan talk about wrestling news, reviews, in-depth conversations, and interviews. The podcast that we want to hear, and you will too. Ring the bell radio. We call it in the ring.